Welcome to the weekend edition. It's Kelly and Wood. Of course, we are joined by Brian Riley in the studio this morning. Man, it was a fun. It was a short week because mm-hmm. of my wife's surgery on Thursday. But what a fun week it was, man. Yes, I had the woman who called in and made the joke about uh, me being a terrible person for. Because what happened is about a year ago, our dryer broke. The little clip that holds the door closed broke. Mm-hmm. And my wife figured out how to prop an ironing board against it. Like, she had to build an elaborate system so that the ironing board would have enough pressure to keep the door closed. Mijo. And it literally cost me $1.75 and 20 seconds of my time to finally fix it. All right. I kept quiet about this on air, but I'm going to bring it to the forefront here. Yes. I can, I, I can bail you out a little bit here. Come on. So the lint trap in my dryer somehow got warped. Okay. Which part? The actual screen part? The thing that you pull out and you clean off all the junk got warped. And it was really hard to shove in there. Well, I figured out to hell with it, right? You know, big deal. I looked it up online. It was like a $13 part. Yeah. Plus $10 to ship. I'm not spending $23 on this part. (laughs) Just Just jam that thing back in there. Yeah. Well, what happened was, is socks would get in there. Other things got in there. Like, this whack when my sister-in-law lived with us. Yeah. One of her underlings yeah. got blown in there and blown out the exhaust vent and ended up in my yard. <laughs> At least that's the story I told myself. Uh, Maybe right, she was sure. just running around. But here's the deal. It kept blowing so much lint out that wasn't getting caught in that lint trap. Yeah. That exhaust came out right next to my air conditioner. Oh, that's Yeah, that's how Whoa. they always build them. When Gilk came out to replace my air conditioner they told me i was lucky because that air conditioner was getting like no air into it yeah. because of all the lint that had built up on it it was going to cost me a air conditioner that 13 dollar part and 10 dollars shipping <laughs> was about to cost me a brand new air conditioner thank god for gil coming out in time yeah there's a little service announcement you should clean your ac off every summer i do Really? Yep, I take the fan off the top and blast it from the inside out. Get all the lint off of it. There's electri- there's electronic stuff in there. Yeah, it, it's what what do you think happens when it rains? It goes around. <laughs> that fan turns on and blows it out. I built a little shelter around mine. Yeah, you don't know. Not, but, maybe, that's, maybe I got the deluxe version. Now, I don't know if you know this, but I went to school for HVAC. That's the rumor. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that people always do wrong is they think the air conditioning unit is ugly, so they'll plant like bushes and stuff around it. Well, then it's not going to work. It needs it needs airflow, baby. You need, he's going to starve it. Yeah, it no. needs nothing but airflow. You know my favorite part about that quote? I went to. I went to you never say you graduated. You always no, say I, you just went to school. No, you never I had, actually. He didn't I, graduate. Yeah. I, I had an HVAC job for a little while. Like literally for six months, and I, I was really bad at it. I don't, I don't have the patience to troubleshoot. Like troubleshooting takes a lot of patience and linear thinking and reading a wire diagram and all that stuff. And I, I wasn't good at it. Even the Gilk family that owns a heating and air company yeah. does not brag about going to HVAC school as <laughs> much as Kelly Jordan I want does. People to think I have some sort of real life skill, not just this mess. Well, the brother, you got it. You know what's funny though? We got a text from somebody. I, I don't know where it was, but he was saying that when I was telling the story about the dryer, he said for about a year, him and his wife were closing their dryer door with like an extension pole for painting. Mm. <laughs> He's like, that's how they were closing their dryer for like a year. I think we all could say, like, I remember. It was probably like four years ago. You know how you could you could buy wiper blades at Walmart for three dollars, right? Not the right. good ones, brother. <laughs> yeah, but you you know what I mean. So I, instead of me going to pay three dollars for a wiper blade and the rubber was coming off of it, I just super glued it on. Oh just my so gosh! Just so it stay. 
And then wow. <laughs> step aside, Kelly. There's a yeah. new king. Man, and we I'm have like, a new king. Oh, I gotta wire this thing through. So I'm just jimmying it through, put a little athletic tape around just to make sure that it stayed on my little blade. Holy money. Holy. That thing that thing lasts me another three months. I could have paid four dollars for a brand new one. That but, is that is the hey, that is cheap. Wipers are the one thing I will not cheap out on. <laughs> Me either. You you get what you pay for when it comes to that. Oh yeah, yes you yes you Especially do. Especially in god awful weather when it's got like that humongous strip in the middle that yeah. it's not touching, and you're like doing the the head bob up it's and down. It's always right where your eyes are looking right. out too. Always. My I think my dad though was probably the king of not doing things like not doing home improvement. I'm telling you that he he would always get things ninety two percent done. And then just quit. Like, for my entire childhood, in our living room, we didn't have any sort of light fixture, not a ceiling fan, anything. We had a light socket hanging from a wire with a light in it. And I'm talking, that's all I... And then finally, when my brother was about to graduate high school... So wait a sec, your living room had just a bare bulb hanging from it, like a government <laughs> yes. interrogation room? So my dad, my dad completely, he tore down all the plaster and then re-sheetrocked the living room, right? I mean, my, house, my parents' house was built in like the 20s. Mm-hmm. So he tore down all the plaster, put up sheetrock, but again, 92% done. He didn't put a new light fixture in. So there, for years, I mean, my entire childhood, there was just a bulb hanging in the dining room and the living room. <laughs> How much asbestos was bouncing around those That's walls? a great question. And then finally, when my brother was going to graduate high school, he put up a ceiling fan. So he put up a ceiling fan in the dining room and the living room. Was that his gift? I <laughs> Well then, our like our bathroom. This is another good. This is another good Gill story. So our bathroom was in bad shape, right? And I think my dad would just get drunk, and because this happens to me a lot, I'll get drunk and get motivated to do something. Yeah. And then when I sober up, I'm like, oof, I don't know how to finish this project. <laughs> so, so he tore down the entire wall around the shower in our bathroom because it was like rotting, and left it just exposed beams for like a year and a half. <laughs> So we couldn't shower for like a year and a half. We had to take baths for a year and a half. So I would get, I would, I would run the bath as a shower and like just try and snake my body underneath it because I didn't want to take a bath all the time. I was like, I was like 17 years old and I couldn't take a shower because then the walls would get wet on the inside. Yeah, it's not good. And he left it like that for seriously like a year, and we just didn't couldn't take a shower. He was the king of getting things almost done. See. Yeah, I don't and, know if I got anything. Uh, <laughs> I thought, yeah, no, I got nothing. Like, your dad's didn't ever do something. Well, your dad had money to pay other people to do it. Uh, the one thing I can think of, like, for a while there, we had some duct tape on the dryer because it didn't close all the way. Okay, that's... So you just had a little duct tape strip that you just... Yeah. And then you... Shout out to that duct tape strip because it kept going back on there. And of course, if it started to lose a little bit of yeah, the stickiness, pull off a, oh, just rip on another strip and let it ride. You just reminded me of another one. This boy, you guys are gonna get a full <laughs> dose of how trashy I am. My dad once again <laughs> decided he was gonna take down the curtains in the living room and get new ones. I'm not even lying to you two. I bet you for four years. My dad every Sunday would take the Sunday paper because he didn't he tore down the old curtains, never went out and bought new ones, would take the Sunday paper, put tape at the top of one page, and then every night he would go around to the different windows of the house and put up uh, paper, like newspaper curtains. Every, like I'm, I'm telling you, dude, every week we'd get new curtains when the Sunday paper came out. Reading the funnies? And he would out put, the window? He would put his masking tape at the top, and then that was what he put up for curtains every night. Spent more money on tape that he could have just bought curtains <laughs> and saved the day. He would take them down in the morning, go lay them on him and my mom's bed, so that they would steal. You, know, you didn't want them wrinkly, right? Oh, yeah, you can't. And then he would put them up every single night. My God, I, I grew up so trash.
I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm really impressed at how you have turned out hearing some of these stories. It's it's insane, man. Now, when Andrew and I were dating, I I've, I think I've told this story on air before. We bought a Jeep in a parking lot from a guy for like 500 bucks. Right. This is when Andrea totaled her car. We shared one car. Her car got totaled in a car wreck. We bought this Jeep in the middle of the day. Now, that's a key point. Because I remember, like, a couple weeks later, I was tailing her somewhere. Like, I borrowed, like, my parents' car or something. And I noticed it was night, and her back lights didn't come on. Right. At all. Yeah. From that point on... We were like Cinderella, where we had to run home at dusk <laughs> in that car because I didn't want to drive that thing at night and catch yeah, a ticket. Right. And we were, I was like, babe, we got to go. I was like, it's fun. Do you know what time it is? It's like 4 30. Yeah. We got to go. And then I broke like land speed records getting home until I finally figured out how to somewhat light that thing myself. And oh, you, man. You know, there's many moments where, and when you and I talk about this, where, and, and Brian, you may experience this one day where you're just, you're a parent and you're like, man, am I doing it right? Like, mm-hmm. am I giving my kids a good life? Am I, and then I think back on my childhood and I'm like, I would have thought, <laughs> I honest to God, looking at my family now, I would have thought we were rich. Like, we, we got blinds on every window, <laughs> <laughs> we got light fixtures in every room. At the end of the day, is, Parenting isn't a dollar figure, though. You know, it's it's like, not. You're as, right. As long as you're there for your kid, you love your kid, and you support your kid, and you kind of point them in the right direction, you're being a hell of a parent, no matter right. what. You know, you how many super rich parents do we see that are just dog blank yeah. Yeah. at it? So you know, like, don't ever get caught up in you know worrying about that stuff because at the end of the day, your parents loved you. I, well, I, possibly. Most I part. think towards I think towards the end of my dad's life, he started loving us. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, you had to get right with the man upstairs. So. Set you down the right path, at least. Yeah. I was to say, one of my, like, my dad didn't do anything like that. He never, like, tore anything down or fixed anything. But my dad would always embarrass me out in public. Like, I brought it up before, is that I used I to play it. baseball all the time. Like, I, I, like, every weekend I would have a baseball tournament. And my dad hated, doesn't like people. So he would sit out in left field by himself. And I played left field. He would have no shirt on at my games. And drinking out of those, you know, like Winstock, WeFest mugs, like those big ones. Yeah. He would make mixed drinks out of those. And he would just have it next to him. Oh, and man. so one day, I'm up to bat. And there's this just guy out there shirtless screaming for some guys. And my, everyone's like, who's that weirdo out there? I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, I, go up, I go up to bat. Come on, Brian. I go hit a double. He goes, that's my kid. <laughs> screaming it as I'm on second base. I'm like, oh, God. I come back. They go, thought you didn't know that guy. He goes, I wish I didn't at times. <laughs> that moment. I just met him. He's, that's my mom. <laughs> I remember uh, when, in middle school. Well, these are some good memories. In middle school, I went to a, a fairly decent uh, like private school. Like it was, There was barely any kids in it, but it was run by our church. And it was in Golden Valley, which is a really nice area near the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And that's where all my friends live was Golden Valley. So they would have sleepovers. And I'm not even lying to you. My dad had a truck that was more rust than anything else. And so when my dad would pick me up from these sleepovers, I would have seriously have him pick me up like a couple blocks away. Come on, man. <laughs> Because they didn't, you know, they didn't smoke. My dad's pulling up with a heater. You know, he's got the Statler brothers cranked on the radio. The truck, is, the truck is more rust than truck. And I was so embarrassed by that. You know, your your shirtless story reminds me of something. I will never, to the end of my days, forget this. So there was like a neighborhood softball game. Now, this wasn't my dad. My dad was a pretty good athlete, played football and everything. But our neighbor. Just like his son. My neighbor, <laughs> his dad was a character. All right, so this dude was five foot five, maybe. 
I'm not going to lie to you. He had the most amazing beer gut you will ever see. <laughs> like, this beer gut literally could have been half of his body weight. Dang. Like, if you took this beer gut off of him, he probably weighed 140 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> this beer gut was gigantic. And it was like a cartoon. Like, yeah. I mean, it was just bulbous. Those, those always look painful. Like, the skin is just stretched to the maximum. So we're out. It's a neighborhood softball game. We're at this field, and he pops that shirt off. And I look at I can't. I can't stop looking at this gut. He gets up to bat, and he rips one into the, the gap. I'm not going to lie to you. Outside of maybe a Christmas morning, I have never anticipated something so much in my life than to see this dude go gallivanting. It was majestic because he flew. This dude could scoot with That's his gut. Weird. It looked like, imagine Mario, Super Mario. His little legs, his gut was out in front, his little arms were pumping, and he was fast. He got a stand-up triple. Holy cow. I, I, I'm, a, I'm nine years old. Yeah. I'm flabbergasted. I, no one else is nearly as amazed at this thing as I am, and I will never forget Zach's dad scooting around with that gut on a stand-up triple. Just, I, because you never see, like, beer guts like that. I don't think I see beer guts like that anymore. I don't know. I, I've always said, like, if you're going to have a beer gut, it either has to be, like, way overdone or you have to not have one at all. Because mm -hmm. there's that awkward middle phase where you just look kind of pudgy. You got no Pregnant. shape. Yeah. You're shaped like a, for lack of a better term, you're shaped like a meat tube. A like toe. You, <laughs> a toe. you got no, yeah. Like you always say about my face after, after a long weekend of drinking, Lou's always like, you look like a toe. No, you look like a foam <laughs> Just kind of like six in. Dude, when we were on our little Christmas break, I, I was, you know, every day I was having a few drinks with family or whatever and I was like, oh man, what's going to call me a thumb when I come in on Monday morning? I have never met another human being who carries their, their their water weight in your face in Dude, jowls like you. Because I can go from Monday looking like a toe, and then I don't drink all week, and then like I, ha I have a chin right. by, by Friday. It's amazing <laughs> how quickly it happens. I don't know why. That, I, it, it has to be like all the, maybe the, is there a lot of sodium in like alcohol and, you know, like beers and stuff uh, like that? Metabolism, maybe? maybe? There's a lot of sugar. I know yeah. that. So but it's it is just like a your superhuman skill. Like if I go a month without drinking, like a lot of times I'll just go a month just to clean the system. And by the end, I'm like, man, I'm starting to get chiseled. If you went on a month bender, you could walk in and rob a bank with no mask, <laughs> clean it up for a week, and walk back in there, and no one would even know. I could be in a police lineup, like, nah, he's way fatter than Do you that. You have a fat brother who's around here who's maybe wanted. Nope. Never seen them. It just goes right in your face. But I always said that, like, if you're going to have a beer gut, it's got to be all the way. You can't just have a slight beer. My dad had a beer gut because he never, my dad, I bet, weighed 120 pounds. And he was as tall as me. Yeah. But he never ate. He only drank. So he had, but he had kind of a sweet beer gut that you could still see a little muscle in it. So it's like a, it's like chubby, ripped. Yeah. It was like a hybrid. weird. Like a beer keg. <laughs> yeah. It defied all laws of physics. <laughs> But you don't see beer guts really anymore, right? I maybe know. I just imagined them more when I was a kid. I, I feel like the fast food back then, like people weren't eating as much fast food back then than they were now. Yeah. I but, do think we're a more, but more jobs are sitting jobs now. Oh, God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's where I really exploded my weight because I ate a ton. But when I started driving truck and just sitting down all the time for my job, that's when I really, really got yeah. heavy. And I think a lot of people, computers and all these other jobs that are just, you're sedentary for so much. Yeah. 
And I'm telling you, man, it it goes quick. I, now I don't want any dirty jokes with this, okay? Mm. But right out of high school, when I was when I was going to school for HVAC, I don't know if you guys know that I did that. <laughs> There's a rumor going around. <laughs> so I was working at Mini Gasco, which is now called Center Point Energy. But I was working in the call center, so I could kind of learn, like, oh, these are the type of calls that come in. Mm-hmm. But I sat all day. I ended up getting stretch marks on my butt. That happens. <laughs> but I, I, it's the weird. I don't have stretch marks anywhere else, but I think because I was sitting so much, my butt probably grew so fast that I ended up getting stretch marks on it. There's, I mean, obviously they don't go away. I still have them to this day. You do? Yeah. But it's the only, well, you've never seen my bare butt, have you? We've shared hotel rooms. But you, I've yeah. seen your bare butt. <laughs> Welcome. Two more times than I would even care to imagine. <laughs> it like goes my wife and then wood. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of bare butts that I've seen in my life. And I'm gaining fast. <laughs> even more than my children when I was changing their diapers four times a day. <laughs> but no, like, I, because I remember, like, what is this? Oh my God, I got stretch marks on my butt. I could have just been your age, too. Maybe. You know, maybe after you grew faster than anything else. Yeah. That was know. the only thing growing, was your butt? It was my butt, yeah. I'm not it, getting any taller, but this butt. This firm yet supple behind <laughs> I have. I believe I have an amazing ability to predict what booties will explode. Meaning on young younger folk? Yeah. Like, you know, like in high school, I knew there was like, you know, certain people. I'm like, hey, when she gets older, that thing's like one of them rafts that you <laughs> rip when you get out the plane. Uh, and the- sure enough, now we're friends on Facebook. That's a bingo. I'm not going to put her name out there because I, you know, I don't know if anybody who knows her listen. But there was a girl that I dated for a while who had a super small waist and a huge butt. And it, it was almost so it was such a juxtaposition. It almost didn't even make sense. Like, there's no way Kim Kardashian, like, that is flat-out plastic, man. Yeah, that's fake. There there's was a, no way. There was a girl I went to college with, and I, I can remember it because, like, if you looked, if she took a picture from here, from her shoulders up, yeah. you would think that she was fit, everything. But as soon as it hit the waist, it was a completely different person. That's that's amazing. And that's body, that, like, that's crazy. genealogy, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And she, like, I used to work out. I would see her at the gym every time I would work out. Yeah. So it wasn't like she was just, that was just nat- I have no idea how, but I've I've also heard that there's a, I don't know if it's a disease or if it's something biochemically that you just can't lose weight in certain spots. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, without it. a doubt. Because look at how many people do bust their butt to lose weight and just can't do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, the same thing. That's the same thing my doctor told me. He's like, look, your body, your body, once you get to certain points, like readjust. Like this is my new normal, yeah. and like it maintains like keeping it and burn. Like you can go you, and burn stuff, and it's like, well, I still need this. To maintain what we yeah. are. Because you lost like 100 pounds on your own, right? Yeah. And then your doctor was like, that's probably all you're going to be able to lose. Yeah, he's like, dude, you won't be able to lose anymore. Like, your body is readjusted. Like, your body thinks this is right. Like, for what you wild? do and what you eat, like, this is right. Unless you starve yourself, which I did, yeah. and almost killed myself, destroying my liver. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've got to... And that's the hard part about losing weight. You know, if you want to quit drinking alcohol, you can just stop drinking alcohol. Yeah, unless right? you're a bad alcoholic, it'll kill you. But. Right, but you know what I mean? Like... You still have to eat some food <laughs> right. to live. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just it, and that's what makes it hard. So, you know, and, and and that's tough. You know, when you see people that you think that, and that's it. I, I hate dumping on people that are fat because you don't know how much work they put into. Oh man, it. I'm telling you, that's what I was telling you. Uh, like how much compassion I have for people now. Like when we were out on our little vacation, and I saw a family mm-hmm. that was. I'm, I I felt so bad for them because I, they probably. Were, I was like, man, they probably are like, oh gosh, you know, we're kind of overweight and we're out here. I. Yeah, you got to have compassion. I've had a ton of people that have asked me, you know, about weight loss surgery. And some they're like, I don't know if you're okay to talk about it. I'm like, of course I am. Yeah. You know, anything, anybody I could, anything I can do to help anyone to go through that. Yeah. I would 
be more than happy to because I'm telling you, if you're in the right mind frame and the right mindset and you want to go do it, it'll be the best decision you ever make. But it's not something to tread into lightly. Yeah, it's like it's, I've seen people that have talked about maybe doing it with their kids and stuff. I'm like, no, oh, gosh. that's because that, you don't get nutrients and stuff. Like it's not just a yeah. oh cool now I'm skinny thing. It's 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 an undertaking. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, I only lost forty pounds. I didn't I didn't have your amazing. Journey. No, but you still did great. But it's it's crazy how different you feel when you lose that weight too. Like it's just it's awesome. Well, go go pick up a forty pound bag of rock salt, dude. I did. I got two twenty pounds. Yeah, I told you I keep a couple dumbbells in the in the ba- bedroom. Just for you know, we're yeah, gonna bang a couple, couple curls out real quick. In case HBAC school calls again, <laughs> play on the tennis team. I gotta get on the wrenches. <laughs> but like when I pick up those two twenty pound weights, I'm like, holy! No wonder my heels hurt all the time. Yep. Like, I would mow the lawn, and the next day I'd come hobbling into work because I'm like, oh, man, my heels are killing me. And think about that. If you're doing that and you're trying to get healthy and you go – and that's a lot of people just go too fast, too hard, too yeah, quick. And, right. Well, it, it, it's it, it's tough, man. Well, we, we're all doing pretty good now. But though. Zach's dead. Even with that gut, he could fly <laughs> like a Pegasus. I love those kind of guys that don't look athletic but are insanely good at, like, softball or something. Oh, yeah. Even guys who are just crushing at bowling who look like they never get up off their chair. Like some of those professional softball players. Right. Look like they straight up came from a kegger. There's a lot of baseball players who aren't fit at all. At the end, David Ortiz was fat. Oh, yeah. No the poppy. I mean, he he was big. And I know that he's a saint, but wasn't Kirby Puckett pretty overweight? At the end. At the end. And, like, Kent Herbeck, too, was kind of... Oh, Kent Herbeck loves to drink. Mm. He loves to party. Well... All right, then. I don't know if he put his business out there. <laughs> I, had a, I had a kid I went to school with who claimed to be mar- uh, related to Kent Herbeck because his name was Herbeck. Mm-hmm. Spelled it totally different. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? You're not even from it. Like, you're not related to the guy. No, hey, I am. If it worked once, it worked once. Like his name had an E in it. You know, because Kent Herbeck is just H R B E K or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, this kid was like H-E-R-B-E-C-K. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, okay. Dude, we had a kid who I used to hang out with who looked exactly, exactly like Jude Law. I'm not playing, dude. Like, exactly like him. We would yeah. go to the bar all the time and say he was Jude Law. It's astonishing how often that works. Did he, was he related to him? No. Oh. No, we we say, we, we didn't say he was related to him. We said that oh. was actually Jude oh, Law. Oh, dang, that close. Huh? Yeah. And man, it was it was crazy. Good for him. Good for us. We were picking up rebounds left and right. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we could probably end the weekend edition. All right. I think we've covered a lot of ground here today. Oh yeah. A lot of good memories. Good times. All right. And uh we'll be back Monday morning. If you made it to this far in the podcast, God bless you. Especially you, Jesse.